0: In the ancient writings, a savior was prophesied. This would bring peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And it was written long ago that God would give us a sign. A young girl would conceive, though never having been with a man, and she would give birth to a baby boy. He would be called Emmanuel which means God with us.
1: Mother? Father? You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For nothing is impossible with God.
0: I am a servant of the Lord. May everything you have said about me come true. (sighs) A young woman says yes to the unimaginable. Her story is not the first, nor the last, when God will ask great things of His people. And when we say yes, it can change everything.
1: I still can't get over the fear not part. (laughs) As if. (laughs) But I think it's probably more like that reaction, you know, versus, oh, another angel showed up. What's the word today? You know, 400 years of silence from God. We get mad we don't hear from God the next day or the next week or he doesn't answer our prayer in the next month. We get flustered because we have this expectation of now. I want my answer now. Parents know that from their kids, definitely. Why not? You know. <laughs> or why is even worse? Why? 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 How many of you have kids that did the why, why, why? Yes. Oh, they haven't stopped. Oh, okay. <laughs> 400 years, and I'm certain Mary was not prepped. She may have heard the teachings through going to the synagogue regularly, as the families did. She would not have been a scholar because they never encouraged women to be scholars. Hmm, and yet she's chosen. What's with that? Couldn't they have picked somebody famous? Because then more people would know. How about getting the word out? Like, like won't you share my page? You, I I, can't, I want more likes, right? But not Mary. Least expected, specially chosen, and yet we want fame. We want a name. This world is obsessed with American Idol. I like the show. It's great. Great talent and great humor when they're auditioning people. <laughs> or bad auditions. They're even funnier. But the sense of me. I'm your gift. I want to be famous. Well, famous is becoming less famous. You know, People are trying to outdo it on YouTube. Trying to do crazy things to get more likes. So they're the fame for the three minutes they're numbers are high, and then, then what? We're not teaching people to live. We're telling them things like, you can do anything you put your mind to. What kind of lie is that? All the positive speaker world people are mad at me right now, because that's terminology that's used, but they even don't mean it the way it can be taken. You can do anything you put your mind to. We tell our kids they can do anything they want and be anything they want to be. I'm not playing a downer on it. I'm saying let's wake up and teach people to live walking through failures, not avoid the failures. We're raising people who don't know how to hurt and manage hurt, manage life. (laughs) Don't tell them they can do anything they want. Tell them to follow their dreams because I think those dreams are God-inspired. Go do it. If God's inspired it, it's going to happen. Go. Be that person. But know who you are first. If you think going and preparing a skill so you can become somebody, mind you, if you go to Speedy, you're somebody already, so that's nice. But if you set up people to not arrive at being somebody until they've got the degree, got the job, start the business, have the right amount of money in the bank account, have the right title in front of their name, have the right letters behind their name, then there's somebody we have failed. If there's one thing this church has learned and one thing I have learned over the years, and I think it's a gift to Hope Fellowship, knowing who you are in Christ is the most important thing everyone needs to know before they try to become something else because when you know who you are in Christ, you've arrived. When you know... not not Okay, I know who I am in Christ and I am becoming more like who Christ is in me. There isn't an arrival on that end. But you don't begin the journey of becoming somebody until you know who you are already and know you are already complete matters. That way you don't have to strive for acceptance from everyone else and everything else. Most people try to get their identity from the type of job they have. They compare themselves to somebody over here. Well, that job isn't quite what I want, so I'm not really somebody until I get the better job. Or they see these fake facades on Facebook. Oh, I want that life. That's not life. Like, that's like putting your favorite stuff out there. Hey, I'm going to hide my crap. I'm going to hide my flaws. I don't want anybody to see that because I only want them to see the happy. Hmm. Mary didn't have Facebook. Mary didn't have YouTube. Mary didn't have a degree. She was a young woman, just living, and God confronted her in the beauty of an angel. God has confronted each of us already. Some of us are ignoring it. God has already confronted us with a message of hope put deep inside us. If you listen, you'll realize God has been whispering to you all along. I like the start of that video. <laughs> the little light flash, you know. That's how God gets our attention. Please remember, God is big enough to get your attention. Don't think for a minute, I've missed the will of God, which is a lot of believers, they think like that. A lot of Christians who've been Christians for a long time have communicated to me and I've heard it over and over again, I think I might have missed God's will for my life. I woulda, shoulda, coulda, you think through your life, I wish I coulda done that, I coulda done this. Hang on, who told you that? Religion? Yes. Not Jesus. If you learn you are beloved, because scriptures call us beloved, slow that down. Be loved. That's the gospel. The gospel is wake up to you being loved by Jesus. He loves you. Not only does he love you, he likes you. We become somebody when we're at rest and at peace with how God created us. And that is in union with him. Now go be and do in the power of Christ. Not trying to become somebody, but be the person you are and become more mature in that. That's what that picture on the wall is for. Growing up into Christ in those stages. We all grow. Seed. I speak to you children. Children. Because you know your sins are forgiven. Ha, half the church doesn't even know they're forgiven. They're arguing with, me, with anybody who says you're forgiven. That's not true. You've got to confess your sins. You can get through all the arguments. I'm not going to go over that again. You are forgiven. Scripture has made it clear. And when you know you're forgiving, forgiven, you're not going to go begging for something that is already yours. When I confess, I confess that I am forgiven. I confess I am one with Christ. That's beautiful confession. The word confess means to agree with God. That's what the word confess means. It doesn't mean pour out all your, the terrible things you are and focus on all your sin and all your flaws. That is not what Christ calls us to. He calls us to see as he sees us. Pure. Holy. Poor Mary, she could—I'm sure—in her head for milliseconds, if your, her brain was even half as fast as mine is. You know, um, you think through. Well, why? Why are they coming to me? Well, I'm not good enough for this. Oh, wait a minute. I—I mean, I, 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 what was me like? That, that's what I'd be thinking. Well, that changed pretty quick. Now, keep in mind the way this is written in scripture; it's shared many years later, so it's an oral account of what's happened, and they've tightened it up perfectly. Like it's, it's a great story. I, th- I believe this is how God wanted us to hear it, as it is. I love it. So I want to go through this, because there's some really neat nuggets of truth that I think we can pull out of this, so that we don't fall on the same mistake as, well, we, or redo our mistakes, you know, of trying to become somebody we aren't or not recognizing we are already complete. Jesus came to correct a number of things. He came to put away sin. He came to correct our image of who we think the Father is. He fixed all that. He came to run the kingdom. I love the Old Testament prophecy or the, the dream that uh, Daniel um, interpreted for... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar, do you remember that dream? There was an image. The king had this uh, scene in in his dream and um, uh, Daniel came in and and interpreted the dream. He said, king, in your dream there was a statue and the statue had the head was made out of gold, the, the top part was out of silver and then bronze and then clay or iron and then clay and iron. Remember that image? Okay. And then there was a stone that was cut out not with human hands. That was key, okay? That's really important, that, that little detail. And that stone came and flew and smashed the toes of the 10 toes of mixed iron and clay. The iron was the kingdom of, of Rome. And the clay mixed with the iron, rep, I believe, represents the 10 uh, provinces of the Roman Empire that were divided and already crumbling. And the rock came and smashed and the whole thing came crashing down. And here's the part most of us don't finish reading. The rock grew. Rocks don't grow, people. But this rock grew and it filled the whole earth. I believe that rock is Jesus. I think That's when Jesus arrived at just the right time in Bethlehem. He was the stone that came. And he grew and covered the whole earth. Jesus wins. His kingdom has come. We don't have to beg for it. We're living in the kingdom now. The kingdom of God is in us by the person of Jesus. So, during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, we covered that last week when Elizabeth, um, well, Zechariah found out that she's going to be pregnant, lost his voice and couldn't talk. The angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth. By the way, what's interesting about Nazareth uh, and all these cities they went to, if you look in the Old Testament prophecies about the coming Messiah there's a bizarre twist of places this Messiah is supposed to be from. From Nazareth. And then it says City of David. But then it says out of Egypt. What's with all that? Well, guess what? All of it happened. You know, Jesus uh, ended up being part of Nazareth from Nazareth. He was born in Bethlehem. Scurried off to Egypt because uh, uh, the head hunter Herod was taking out all the babies. And so he was in Egypt. And then he came back and lived in Nazareth. So you wonder, what, what's with that? Do you, do you think God's involved in that? Do you think God's redirecting things? And I would have, if, if, if it was you or me, we'd be saying, Lord, deliver us from this evil, this demonic attack of us. Oh no, you know, the, the government's trying to kill all these babies and we're, we're shaking our fists. But Is that really what's going on? Were they, was evil in control? No, nah. God wasn't causing that but he knew in advance what was going to happen, and he used the circumstance. He knew, he foretold, he saw in advance the journey that was required to take. Hence, the prophecy was able to be shared because it was already seen, it already happened in God's eyes, and God already made plans. Same as you and I. When we're facing really tough stuff, especially deep emotional stuff, It's natural to be afraid. It's natural to question, where the heck are you, God? I needed you. I need you now. I don't feel you. We're allowed to vent, but God is not absent. Let me remind you something from Colossians 1. Christ is the one who created the world. God, the Father, created the world through Christ. Christ was the creator. That's what Scripture says. In that creation... First of all, all of creation is, it says in Scripture, in Christ. Okay, that's weird. That means Jesus had to enter himself. <laughs> right? How does that work? I don't know. But the point is going to be, you're going to see all the interconnection and the union of all things. This is, this is the point. So if Christ created all things, everything is in Christ, everything, believers, unbelievers, ding, 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 Sending off any bells, then, it also says in Colossians 1, Christ holds all things together. Everything, everyone, the chair you're sitting on, being held together, the molecules are being held together by Christ. He is intimately involved in everything in this world and everyone. And I think he speaks to people from within, not just without, from the outside. I think it's from inside he speaks because his light, light shines through everything and everyone. But unfortunately, as we read in Matthew, Jesus said, hey, if the light that is in you, if that light that's in you, If that light is darkness, oh, how great is that darkness? How blind do you got to be to not see the light? That's pretty big blindness. (laughs) But the light is objectively there. Bring a blind person in here and turn on the lights. Can they tell the difference? No. But the light's on. They're not aware of it. Oh, you mean that's possible then for unbelievers? Yes. God's not absent from your crying out. He's not absent from your questioning. He's not absent from your journey to where you are going. We have a destination obsession in our culture. There, always there, gotta go there, always gotta go there. I see it at funerals. Destination obsession. Are they in heaven or are they in hell? Because that depends on the language you use. I have a lot of Christians ask, I asked me when i do a service for somebody. Were they a believer? And I'm thinking, does it matter? Their earth suit is gone. Why are you even asking? Because I want to know if they're in heaven or hell. None of your business. It isn't. Whose business is that? Please tell me, quick. Whose business is it? God's. So put out! Do your own thing! Who asked for your opinion? Or, in everyday language, shut up! And I mean that in a nice way. Mary represents the simplicity of life. God is doing and has done a miracle in every one of us, God put a baby in her. Jesus, holy smokes! <gasps> oh, <Uh-oh>. oh, <laughs> God put Jesus in every one of you and me. We got the same gift, except we don't get the cool angel. <laughs> Fear not. <laughs> what? If it happened to Mary in this story, it happened to you at the cross. When Jesus rose, you rose. When Jesus died, you died. You are a new creation now. And the light of Christ is in you. You've got the same Jesus. I never put that together until just now. I just saw it, it and said, like, wow. There's good news. You don't have to worry about the future. You don't have to worry about attaining anything. You don't have to worry about next week, three months from now. I've had some tough lessons in the last year about that. But you're the pastor. You're supposed to have everything together. Right. Ask Jen and I. Ha! You know, when one of us is down, the other one's up. The other one's up, the other one's down. Like we're... uh, The the fears that hit this year over our location, the finances, our jobs, you name it. Like, Wow! What a reminder to what everyone else goes through. We all do. But our goal is not the destination. Our goal is the presence, the moment. Take in the moment. Quit trying to wait for the next thing. The tap doesn't stop flowing. The grace of Christ is living water in you. It's not gonna run out. Quit trying to hoard the water. Give it freely. Christ is calling us to wake up the fact we're beloved. Now, if that's true, then go and be loved, act like it. But I don't feel like it, doesn't matter. Act like you're loved. But that feels like I'm a hypocrite. No, you're a hypocrite when you don't act like who you really are. It's the opposite. People think hypocrisy is not acting according to your feelings. Your feelings only determine what's going on in your head. Okay, it doesn't mean they're always true. The fact is you are loved. You are forgiven. Now go and be that. Act it. Act it out. Even if it feels like you're not, act out in the truth that you're clean. God isn't looking at you with shame and disgust and embarrassment and failure. He doesn't see failure in you. He sees, My child, you're mine. I love you. Come here, give me a hug your heavenly father not some old guy with his long beard and Charlton Huston voice You know, Mm-mm. he's embracing you and he's trying to break and crack that shell we have allowed to hit on the exterior of us the shell of self-protection you're not called to be self-protected when it comes to your heavenly father. We're even trying to control how God sees us. We try, we try to act better to, to make him like us more. Mm, what if you're, you, you've you arrived, he, he likes you, like really likes you. I know he loves me because that's his job, but likes me, really? Until you look at the word love and you realize. <gasps> Unmarried girl, living in Nazareth, not a great place. All right? I'm not going to ask for names of cities that you think, E everybody knows you, you don't. <laughs> That's like that town. Don't say a word because we each have our favorites of "E. <laughs> Here's an example. Well, yeah, I will. I'll do that. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> when I grew up, uh, um, I, lived, I grew up on Bridgeport Road, and uh, uh, we knew that the kids that were from Bridgeport in the town, little town of Bridgeport. They were the tough kids. You don't mess with them. You know, there were, there were hockey players come out of there. There are a lot of, you know, but those who weren't there, we were afraid, you know. Well, Nazareth was known as a, can anything good come out of Nazareth? We always talk about Jesus being from Nazareth, but we do not talk about Mary being from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Mary did. So don't look at yourself in the mirror and go, can anything good come out of this earth suit? If people only knew the stuff I've been through, if they only knew what I did, if they only knew what was thinking in my head right now, they would not value me, like me. I have no real future. That kind of talk is darkness. Let's stop speaking darkness. Let's reproduce the light that is in us. Are you from Nazareth? You might be. Fine. But that does not disqualify you from God intimately working in your life. And it does not have to look like that person, that person, those who plaster their pictures all over everything. It doesn't have to look like any of them. This is you in the moment. Who has God put in front of you? That's who you are to love. God taught me that this last year, 2019. Instead of thinking, oh, i got to do ministry over there. Ooh, i got to do ministry over there. Ooh, i got to do a conference. Ooh, ooh, because ooh, ooh, I was groomed for that. And God said, well, I never asked you for that you got people right here, Hope Fellowship. Be fully present to them. Be fully present to your family. I don't get it right all the time. Trust me. Don't ask Lori, okay? Because she'll confirm that. (laughs) But I want to. If you're a parent, your kids are right in front of you. They're present. Your spouse is present in front of you. Love them better than yourself. I just caught that this week. I, had a, I was listening to a, a deconstruction video um, by Keith Giles, and it hit me. You know how we're to love your neighbor as yourself? Remember that line? Please, you guys gotta know that one, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a golden rule or something, or silver rule, or <laughs> myrrh rule. <laughs> but what if it's not just love, others as yourself but to love them better than yourself. That doesn't mean pushing yourself down. It means to love yourself and see others as better. We, we think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I can see that we're equal. Okay, I, I like equality. What if the grace of God is bubbling out and saying, now, that's great. You see, I love that. It took you a long time to see that. Good. Equal. Love it. How about now? Let me peel back. I want you to see them better. I want you to see them as I see them. Because that's how I see you. This is how I want to grow in 2020. I want to see others better than myself. Not see myself as less. mm Sometimes we think we gotta see ourselves less, but, or think about ourselves as less. I just think we need to not think about ourselves as much. (laughs) And think of others, which is what the word agape means. Others-centered love. Not self-seeking. Love is patient and kind. Love is not self-seeking. I hate this next one. Love is not irritable. (sighs) Right? That's not a marriage rule list. This is a picture of how God is. And we think God's irritable. Scripture just finished telling us he's not. You've made that up based on some historical pattern of thinking that you've been taught. You've been led to believe through the culture that God's angry ticked off, irritable. He's not. He's just looking at you going, if only you knew. If only you could see. I'm trying to help you lose these layers that are preventing you from seeing. I want to turn the light on even brighter, but blindness doesn't help. I can have it as bright as I want it, but blindness, i got to heal your blindness. He came to seek that which was lost and to help the blind see. Lost. Always implies ownership. In order for something to be lost, it has to have an owner. So when we talk about people being lost, as in unbelievers, guess what? They are already owned. They are already children of God. They just don't realize it. they're lost. He goes after them. So don't you dare think of us versus them. Move to the same, and join me learning how to see others as better. I don't know what that means. I really don't, but I love it. Let's pray. This uh, last line, oh my goodness, look closely. Born to give us life. Did he succeed or not? Okay, you know, like... <laughs> Since he did, and when did it happen? At the resurrection. So when Nicodemus was speaking to Jesus, and Jesus said, you must be born again, and he's going, what? That's like impossible. It was a prophecy of what was to come. He was going to be born again in Christ because he'll have died with Christ. All of humanity died with Christ, and all of humanity rose with him. Oh, yeah. Born again? (laughs) You've been born again. Now believe it or it's no good to you. Born to give us life. There's something to be thankful for today. Thank you so much for being here today. Worship team, thank you. It was lovely. Loved it. Thank you.